we're going to talk about MLMs, multi-level marketing uh, companies. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns, everybody. <laughs> okay. So I watched the documentary on Amazon Prime called Lula Rich, and it was shocking. <laughs> like, very entertaining and, and well done, but it's just, it's like horrifyingly shocking. Um, and you know, I can't even remember where I uh, saw or heard the phrase toxic positivity in, in reference to MLMs, but that definitely describes it. It's just such a um, um, pressure put on people to to only be positive about it, only be happy about it. And if you're not, you're doing it wrong. And wow, it was... That's why they're called Hunbots, man. Something else to watch. Um, so, oh, well, MLM, multi-level marketing schemes, are, uh, well, I guess we all know them. They're the, what, Melaleuca, Amway, Oh, I made Lula a little Row. list of all the ones that I, I, I immediately think about when I think about pyramid schemes. Okay. Herbalife, mm -hmm. LuLaRoe, Monat, also some people pronounce Monet, which is weird because What's it stands for one? Modern Naturals. It's the, it's the hair one. You went to a hairdresser that had Monet and suggested oh. it to you. It makes your hair fall out when you okay. use it. Do not use that one. I've They've got a lot of before. lawsuits. It makes people bald and gives them chemical burns on their scalp. Bad, bad plan. Um, unique. Super. Oh. It's a makeup one. I see that one on Facebook all the time. Um, there was a close family friend that got into Unique and kept messaging me on Facebook to the point where I had to soft block her because it was very annoying. Oh. Um, <laughs> Young Living, mm -hmm. doTERRA, Origami Owl, oh, yeah. which is the one that um, my grad class got roped into selling, which was illegal, by the way. We were not 18. <laughs> not allowed to do that. <laughs> Sensi, Arbonne, mm -hmm. Mary Kay. And also just the unnamed many pearl parties. I think of those ones a lot because... What's that? Um, I remember your sister did one when I was young. It's the ones where you get the clams and they've got pearls inside of them. And you like open them up and then put them into jewelry. I have no recollection of those. I do because she wore that necklace for like three years. Anyways. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, but they're, yeah, they're basically these parties where they take, like, oyster, clam, you know, the guys that grow pearls. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they are not actually the kind that grow pearls that you buy from these. I would just like to clarify everybody that the ones that you usually buy, they don't actually produce pearls. You're just buying a dead animal that they've artificially inserted a pearl into, and then they put it in a chemical bath so that it clamps shut again. Ew. It's really gross. Um, if you look at actual pearl shucking videos on the internet, sometimes the oysters are still alive. And, you know, they they put them back in the bath and basically they grow more pearls to be harvested at a later date kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're dead and they get harvested. But you'll notice a difference between pearl parties and actual pearl harvesting is that pearl party people wear gloves. And that's because the animal is dead and it's been in a chemical bath for who knows how many months and then sealed up in a little bag. And it's gross and it smells bad and it's nasty and full of chemicals. Whereas if you're actually getting a real pearl out of an <laughs> animal, it's a... Uh, less nasty smelling and horrible in a situation where you would need to wear gloves that's more of a wash your hands after you're done situation that's gross but yeah very gross there's a few companies that do those but i always think about that when i think about mlms the videos of the ladies like popping open the oysters where the people are like 
I bought clam number 47 and then they open it and it's just like this artificially dyed pearl. Sometimes they're in round shapes, sometimes they're shaped into like hearts or flowers or butterflies or some bullshit and they're well, always like, natural. oh no, they're not at all. And they're like deeply, deeply colored. Colored pearls are a thing. They exist. They're real. Don't feel like your pearls are fake because they have color to them. But if they're deeply, deeply colored, yeah, if you have like a cranberry red pearl, that's artificially colored. Like, sorry, yeah. that's just how it is. If it's a black, black yeah. pearl and not like a gray, that's been artificially dyed. And they do that. They like, you know, artificially implant stuff into an animals that do grow pearls and grow these horrible things, dye them gaudy, horrible colors, put them in animals that don't grow pearls, seal them shut with chemicals, and then sell them to housewives. And then the lady goes, wow, you got a champagne 5,000 pearl? It's one of our rarest ones. Congratulations, Melanie. <laughs> I have I have no... Definitely watch them. They are weird. insane. I, I sometimes watch them just because, like, it just messes with my head how these people act on camera while they're doing this. And, okay, here's what I was thinking of, too, was, like, um, okay, so when I think of, like, old-timey ones, I think Tupperware and Avon, yes. right? Um, which have been around forever, mm -hmm. and... I actually found out what the very first MLM was. Oh. Founded in 1934, Neutralite. It was a vitamin and supplement company, and one day they realized we could make a lot more money from getting other people to sell people on the idea of selling this themselves than just selling these. Like, we, we could get other people to be our salespeople and go door-to-door -door kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, in 1934... Like, let's let's take a step back and, like, really recognize how long ago 1934 was, okay? Because, like, houses costed, like, six grand. That was the year that, like, Hitler declared himself Fuhrer, and that Loch Ness photo that we've all seen was published, okay? Like, it's a long time ago. Close it down on 100 years. So. <laughs> Are they still around? I am under the impression yes, but I mean... Like it sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Um, okay, so, but anyways, my point was is that, like, you think Avon, Tupperware, which were, you know... Mary Kay. From way, from way <laughs> back or whatever, like, pre-internet days, yeah. when you had Tupperware parties. People went to Tupperware parties to buy their Tupperware, because there was no other way to purchase Tupperware yeah. if you wanted Tupperware. And Tupperware's a good product. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been around forever, and it's, doing. it's a good... You know, it's a good product, and not to say that Avon doesn't have good products too. Like I mean, I think it did, and it does it now. No. You <laughs> I know think what? It did at one point. I don't think I've ever purchased a single thing from from Avon. I see the catalogs I, all over I all think, the time. But I think that that's just how it is now. But like Tupperware, I won't act like Tupperware wasn't a great deal. And like I actually watched a video on the guy that created Tupperware and how he realized that the way he could make, make the most sales is by having demonstrations done, mm -hmm. having people understand what he was trying to sell them instead of just having a display in a store where people are like, what the heck is that? And they just yeah. keep walking. And having so, women sell it to women. Yeah, because he hired, he hired yeah. like a housewife's company and basically had them be his first salespeople. Mm -hmm. And that's what started the whole like party scheme yeah. of doing that. He, like, he started that whole deal by being like, if I can get women to sell these to other housewives, then they'll understand what I'm trying to sell to them instead mm -hmm. of it just being brightly colored shit they walk past in a department store. Yeah. And like, great. I think that at some point, Tupperware and Arbonne and Mary Kay and all those things were fantastic. But modern day, I think they are very much not. I think well, they're and the thing too crummy. is that it's like, when you look at like, okay, so Tupperware, your only way to get it was to go to a Tupperware party or yeah. whatever. But now there's the internet, and you can get yeah. anything from Amazon, basically. Yeah. And so that's just why I wonder, like, why MLMs are still 
Well, I know. I mean, I know why they're still around because they like you know talk talk people people into doing it. Yeah, but it's it's we don't live in the same society where you had to order things from the Sears catalog or you Mm, had to get it from a Tupperware party and you know or going to the local store and that was your only methods of getting things. Um, And so it's just yeah, it seems weird that they are still around and still as um, visible as they are. True. So yeah. I do think that it may just be a case of like really annoying people are often very loud. Like maybe there's not as many MLM people as we think there are, and there's just like you know, three hundred incredibly vocal Facebook users that just never shut the hell up. <laughs> that could be too. Um, and yeah, and so one of the things that that I came across was like with the whole toxic positivity was like celebrating everything, like. Mm-hmm. celebrate a loss as much as you celebrate a win because yep. it's all good you're you're a believer you're living the dream mm-hmm. you're not a a sucker working for the man you're working for yep. yourself be your own yeah boss. i've seen i've seen the tip before of like if your friends and family are mad or upset with you for trying to sell them things then be happy that those toxic people that don't believe in your goal are out of your life kind yes. of thing. like it's always yes. it's very strange it's, it's very um ab- abusive really because let's like, revisit that this actually meets the uh criteria for the bite model which is the model that we use to decide whether or not something is a cult anyways <laughs> yeah well i think a lot of them are very very cult like oh or they're very um, cults. um you know it's it's the this whole thing of like hooking people on that endorphin rush of that constant praise and that constant validation of mm-hmm. your your even if you're losing money mm-hmm. of look how great and look where your your business is going you're hustling you're doing things you know all that kind of stuff and the thing you said about edging out the family and friends who aren't like true believers and only surrounding yourselves with the like-minded people who are the people in the same MLM mm-hmm. and in that same program and it's the it's it's feeding off people's emotions and their love more than you know they think it's a business thing but really it's an emotional thing because they're feeding off that we love you, you're amazing, you're great, look at all these other people in your group who are also amazing and great, and aren't we all amazing and great together? So sorry your friends didn't work out, we have a whole cast that you can pick from. (laughs) And it's the thing of, like, no matter how much you feel loved, you're always getting used. Yeah. And it's it's just that love, that emotion that's used as a tool. And then the thing is, if you want to quit, I think this is particularly true in the States, you get excommunicated, basically. It's mm-hmm. like you've been kicked out of the church, kicked out of the cult, kicked Which, out of the whatever. Like, let's visit that in the States, oftentimes MLMs are intricately intertwined with churches, yeah. especially the Mormon church. They're very heavily involved in a lot of MLMs because a lot of MLMs are based out of Utah. And, like, when you say, I don't want to sell for Young Living anymore, you might have to leave your church. Because, like, and that's not something that a lot of Mormon people are willing to do because that's their family, that's their yeah. friends, that's their, their yeah. entire community, that's all they know, yeah. and they're, that's a risk. You're you're more likely to be like, I have to make this work. It has right. to. I have to and make well, it work. And well, the thing too is, even if you're not a religious person and you're involved in it, leaving it means leaving that that whole community that, warmth, that has been yeah. created around whatever Amway or whatever it is, that whole community which has become your whole world because you have. Um, you know, gotten rid of those, the family and friends mm-hmm. who aren't supporting yes. you in it and surrounded yourself with just that. So it could be very emotional and traumatizing to leave it, even if you come to the realization of like, holy crap, 
I'm in a cult or, you know, something similar. Call your dad. And you're in a cult. I, and I need to get out of this. And, you know, I've put so much time and energy into this and I've either made very little money or actually lost money in the, you know, I mean, you can say, well, I made a bit of money, but you're also driving your car to deliver this stuff and you're, you're lucky to break even, you know, exactly. Or you're having to attend these conferences or buy these promotional videos or what, whatever training. the thing is, yeah. right? Like all that kind of stuff. So, um, so even if you've come to that realization and you want to get out, it's not as easy as just saying, well, I'm quitting this job like any other job, because there's that whole emotional attachment to it that you're, you're leaving this whole community and I think the other thing too is with a lot of them you've also talked a lot of family and friends into joining and now you have that guilt of mm -hmm. I got them into this and I would imagine that people even once they come to the realization that they don't want to do this anymore stay in for a lot longer than they know they should because they have to keep up that face because of the family and friends they've gotten involved in it. Yeah, how and are you going to recant the last three years you spent on Facebook telling everyone how great this mascara yeah. is? And that you've got 15 people that you know involved in it, and they're all losing money, and... Yeah. Hard to walk that one back. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, and to look, like, you know, to just eat crow and say, oops, <laughs> that was a bad idea, as it turns out. Um, so I did look up some stuff, because we're Canadian. Uh, so in Canada... There are actually really specific rules around MLMs to differentiate them from pyramid schemes. So in Canada, MLMs are legal, pyramid schemes are illegal. And so the difference is that for an MLM in Canada, they have to disclose the compensation that's received by a typical participant. And I looked that up and in Canada, most make less than 2000 per year and they get less than 10% of their household income from it, the average is $1,000 per year. So pretty minimal. Um, they also, uh, if there is a product kit that you're required to buy to join, it has to be sold at cost. Um, and any money that you make is earned through supplying products, either directly selling them to other people or supplying those products to your, your downline, the people below you. Um, if it's a pyramid scheme, which is illegal, the focus is on generating income through recruiting. So there might be a product, but the product has very little actual value or there's very little incentive for actually selling it. They there's The money to be made is really overstated. Um, the product, if there is one, is exaggerated, but your actual income is earned from the money other participants pay to join and you have to recruit, recruit, recruit to be able to make money. Um, and so if it's a if it's considered an MLM, but it includes compensation for recruitment, it requires a purchase to participate, there's inventory loading, or it lacks a buyback guarantee in Canada, that's considered a pyramid scheme and that's illegal. And the penalties here are quite harsh. It's um the the financial penalties are unlimited, so you could lose a whole like I mean the company, not the individual, but we could lose a whole lot. And there's jail time if if uh, if it's um, con considered a pyramid scheme. And the problem I think is that with there's it's a fine line between an MLM and a pyramid scheme. Yeah, and I think both pretty much exist in a gray area where you can argue that either is either. Yes, exactly. And so that's what makes it a hard thing. And people when they look at oh I'm gonna start selling whatever Avon, it's it's a uh, you know people say oh that's a pyramid scheme no 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 it's it's not it's different and it's it's a fine line it's a fine line to walk so 
it's something that people have to really investigate before they get into it because it, you know you could end up doing something illegal when you didn't intend to. I'm sure the vast majority of people that get into those things do not intend to do anything illegal or anything harmful. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make money, you know, and it preys on, um, oh, actually here for Canada, 82% are women that are involved in MLMs. 70% of them are married or cohabitating. 50% have a household income of 40000 to 100000 and 66% report being satisfied or very satisfied with having, with doing the MLM, which I found interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's in Canada. Well, if 50% have household incomes of 40 to 100K, I imagine it's very satisfying because it's like... It's just a hobby. It's Yeah, it's like, it's it's like your housewife yeah. hobby. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the old school, like, oh, she sews while I'm at work. Kind of, you right. know, it's... <laughs> well, you know what, she even, the, even the, the Government of Canada website has a whole thing on you know, MLMs and stuff, and it says on there, like, this should not be something that you're putting um, full-time hours into, because you will never, ever get a full-time income oh, out of it. No. Um, and that's, like, a big warning on the on the Government of Canada website. But there's um, the whole thing of, like, oh, be your own boss, work flexible hours. It really preys on, because it's, it's such a high percentage of women, like, you can stay home with your kids, full-time income on half-time work, you know, like, um, all those kind of things. I know that I use YouTube more than you do, but for a while I was getting this ad before a bunch of videos where it was this lady being like, are you a mom? Do you feel guilt having to send your child to daycare, going to work, leaving your child with somebody else? And, like, the disgust in her voice just keeps growing as she goes on, and she's like, you're not even parenting your own child you're not even staying home with them like homeschooling is key she's just like going off on this rant and then it's like our company can help you if you'd like to stay home from you can work from your own home please click the link in the description it's so insane <laughs> like the amount of guilting that they do to moms who like uh -huh. already might be feeling guilt about sending their child to daycare about having to work full-time about having to go back to work just and, like, preys on that it preys on that guilt that you're already feeling because like some moms do feel guilt not all of them do maybe you're one of those mothers that was like i can't wait till i get back to work because being around an infant all the time is killing me and i need adult conversations that's great love it for you some people are like i can't leave my baby with somebody else what if something bad happens and i'm not there mm -hmm. like it's this horrible anxiety and preying on that anxiety is horrible which is also why it's weird when like you realize how many mlms are actually like really deeply steeped into like anti-vax anti-medical care rhetoric because then it also preys on moms that are nervous about giving their children vaccines and someone goes yeah yeah no those are really really bad here's all the evidence for that you should just use essential oils instead here i sell them for 48 dollars a bottle like you know like yeah. you when you're already nervous about stuff and people keep feeding into the anxiety instead yes. of telling you all the reasons why you don't why you shouldn't be anxious why you shouldn't be feeling this way mm -hmm. why it's normal to feel this that. way and here's how you can yeah. whatever whatever and you know there's just so much stuff that people are already dealing with as new parents and new mothers and then loading all of this like feeding mm -hmm. into that guilt and shame that they are already feeling mentally is just gonna be horrible for them i don't know if i should take them to the doctor for regular checkups because they just really freak out every time they go to the doctor and i don't want to stress out my baby but i know going to the doctor is important going to the doctor is not really that important here you only basically have to take them when they're like about to start kindergarten and about to graduate and everything else is just voluntary like when people feed you that stuff and you're already feeling nervous and you're like oh 
it it's all like I'm I'm gonna be able to take care of and provide for my child and I basically don't need medical care that's dangerous don't tell people that (laughs) well and the thing too is that you've got like women currently like as a whole they're like well educated they're um you know more educated, more independent. More, more independent, they're, they're earning income, you know, like all these kind of things where in past generations, like, they weren't at the mm-hmm. at the level they are now. And it's kind of a, an ignored sector, especially if those people, I think, are, are staying home with, with kids or if they're, like, not earning their same income as their partner because mm-hmm. gender wage gap. Um, and they feel like they're not pulling their weight. Like, there's so many things that prey into it. Uh, you yeah. can help your family. You can do this oh, for yeah. them and, and stuff like that. People will tell you, like, you can help your family by making this amount of money, by making this much money. Like, imagine being able to pull your weight and help out your husband and blah, 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 blah. But, like, I've also seen about as many posts of people being like, here's how to, like, convince your downline to, you know get into a men's credit card debt and not tell their spouse like i see that constantly where it's like here's how to convince someone to you know buy this twenty five thousand dollar kit and not tell their husband why the hell well that are you like advocating for terrible relationship dynamics oh man are the straights okay in that lula rich documentary there's stuff about like the the starter kit was like ten thousand dollars about and it was like you can put it on multiple credit cards. You can ask a relative for a loan. You it, can it like went it's down to five thousand, so... and now it's around two grand because yes, Lularoe is dropping. diminishing in oh, yeah. income well, rapidly. I wore they... my Lularoe leggings today. I see in, that you did <laughs> celebration of Pierre's schemes, by the way. <laughs> I see that you did. Well, okay, and here's another thing: is like a lot of those companies, the products aren't bad products. It's not like they're, they're well. They're I mean, not, they're not good quality, but they're okay. They're they're fine. You know, I, I could buy I could buy better quality leggings for nine dollars from Walmart. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Well, and, and they would be less terrible patterns. Like that's the thing when you look at stuff like say. And I could return them if there was something wrong with them. Right. Well, you can't do that for it's it's scheme. hard when you're doing it like you bought it at a party and the necklace you bought at the party breaks like you, you know to you go. You cannot return it. It's part it's part of like MLM pyramid scheme stuff. You're not supposed to be able to return anything. And like you know, if if you're able to return things, it's like, well, we'll give you store credit for another pair of leggings. Although that may be different in Canada, and they because push it that buy that guarantee is part of the law. But that's why they do the push it forward thing, where they say we'll give you twenty five dollars for another pair of leggings. But that's they're not right. actually yeah. giving you twenty five bucks. You have to get another pair of shitty leggings that's going to yeah. rip in a week, and you can't return, and you can't write a review yeah. for the company, and you can't, you know. But I'm just saying, like the thing is, like I I would say for the most part, most of those ones that I know of, like the. Um, you know, Epicurum, Pampered Chef, and um, whether it's, you know, clothing or even essential oils, which Mira has a real beef with, but... Um, I don't have a beef with essential oils. I have a beef with the main, with the way pyramid schemes present them. I don't think aromatherapy stuff. is yeah. bullshit. I think that, like, peppermint can help with migraines and headaches. I think that, you know, lavender has calming effects. I'm not, like... <laughs> totally against the fact that essential oils exist You're just saying and don't eat them. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is don't eat them. And also, if you like aromatherapy, you don't need to pay $52 a bottle for specific essential oils. No. The whole, what what was the thing? Certified pure therapeutic grade is bullshit. It's made up by the company. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. When they say, that means that it's safe to eat. You can put it in your food. You can put it in your water. Wrong. Don't do that. Ingesting essential oils can cause organ failure and death. 
please don't do that. Don't feed your children essential oils. If you're gonna put it on your skin, you need to use a carrier oil. That means like two drops of essential oil in like a bucket of freaking coconut oil. You so need to dilute it. Yeah. It's like six drops of essential oil for a bathtub. It like, <laughs> do not overdo it. You will give yourself skin burns. Do not put undiluted essential oils on your skin. It's bad news. Yeah. Do not well, do aromatherapy if you have pets without checking whether or not those essential oils are safe. People have killed animals by doing that by accident. Mm -hmm. I have heard stories from people being like, I had a cat. I kept telling my friend, don't bring your pyramid scheme shit around me. She set up a diffuser while she was cat sitting. My cat is dead. Like, you know, mm -hmm. just stuff like that. Well, Terrible and it's, time. it's the thing too of like, oh, it's all natural. It's all natural. Like that doesn't ever hurt anything. Like arsenic's natural, you know, like, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. here, eat these yeah. apple seeds. Let me know how you feel. It's, um, that's, you know, it, yes. So, so definitely. But so, but anyways, my point was, is that a lot of those of these MLMs that sell products, they're not terrible products. Oh, Mira's just getting a call here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, they're not necessarily terrible products, but I don't think I've ever seen one where whatever it is they're selling isn't a higher price than you would just pay in a store for something yeah. similar. And then they make claims that, oh, it's better quality, it's better this, it's better that. But is it really? I think it's more that people get caught up in the hype of, of you know, buying this pizza stone from um, Pampered Chef because it's like this great quality thing or whatever. And maybe it is, but maybe it isn't, you know, like I, you, you don't really have any way of knowing because you're kind of ordering a lot of things sight unseen. So it, yeah, so that was like what I was talking about in the beginning where now that we have the internet, it just seems, I, I just find it astounding, I guess, that there's so many MLMs still, still kicking around when you can research stuff and Google stuff and order it from Walmart or Amazon online and yeah. get something if not exactly the same, then very similar. Yeah, that is, uh, that's what baffles me because you can literally Google like income disclosure statement, MLM name, year, and it, it will show up. It has to legally, they have to disclose how much each person makes. And like, if we're gonna, like, let's look at some numbers for a second. 99.6% of MLM recruits lose money doing what they're doing. They do not even break even. <laughs> you are losing money. <laughs> It's not a good deal. Um, compared to traditional no-product pyramid schemes, only 90% of people in those lose money. So you actually lose more money being in an MLM than being in an actual <laughs> traditional illegal pyramid scheme. I'd just like to reiterate that. Well, crime pays, so... The, the loss in actual leave-it-to-chance gambling is 97.1% of people losing. You make more money in, like, roulette than <laughs> joining an MLM, Okay. Let's just, let's all sit on that for a second. And for reference, actual small businesses carry a loss of about 60 to 61%. So you're not a small business owner. Yeah, yeah. It, you're not. Well, and that's the thing is that they are promoted as have your own small business. And yeah, it's minimal it's startup, which in comparison to opening, say, a clothing store, yes, it's a very minimal startup. Or like startup. buying a McDonald's or And whatever. it's like, yeah, you have your own store in your house, basically, and it's and the products are ready-made. You don't have to search for anything. Yeah. So it's like a ready-made program, which I can see why that appeals to people. Yeah. Um, and that, that whole thing, it's just that there is not a lot of money to be made. I mean, if you yeah. happen to be one of the people in at the very beginning of an MLM that takes off, oh yeah, you can make a buttload I mean, of money. I mean, it's entirely reliant on you being able to 
be a salesperson instead yep. of working, yes. which is how it would be at any other job. If you got hired as a salesperson at any other company, it would be that you got paid for showing up for 8, 10, 12 hours mm-hmm. for that day. Whereas if you put in 14 hours and you make one $35 sale at your MLM, that's what you made for the day. Yeah. And you didn't even make $35 because you got to pay back the 17 that you paid for the product and the six to the person that recruited you. So <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly right. Like you, you end up putting in even if you do make make a bit of money on mm-hmm. it you're putting in so much time and energy yeah. and it can be it can overtake your life depending it's, on how how involved you are in it yeah and it's you know it's really starting sucking people's life energy and and that the sad thing is i think that people that are in it even if they've got all the people around them saying oh my gosh what are you doing can't you see that this is you know you're, you're wrecking your life, you're, you're in debt, you're doing to, to be part of this MLM. When they're in it, they can't see it. And all they're being told is, oh, those people just don't believe in your dream. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you, I don't think there's even anything you could say to somebody in it to convince them that they should leave it. I think they have to come to that realization on their own. And then you can just mm-hmm. be a support system afterwards. Be, it's, they're not going to hear it. I, I did watch a video where a guy basically said that, like, as as someone who was in the Mormon church and existed around people who did this kind of thing, like, his grandma lost thousands of dollars <laughs> doing it. He's just like, my way of getting through to people like that is the same way that I would get through to anyone who's, like, very entrenched in a, like, culty, religious kind mm-hmm. of situation where it's like, look, my goal is to find truth. Because if they feel like you're there to deconstruct what they believe in they're on the defensive immediately yeah, but if you come out like my goal in life is to believe as many true things as possible and either i'm right or you're right so let's figure this out mm-hmm. which one of us has is right here like because maybe neither of them are right but like benefit of the doubt maybe one of them is right so <laughs> like i'm right or you're right and like that's how he presents the conversation because he's like if you come at someone and just fact dump and you're like nobody makes money off of this they prey on women they prey on mothers they prey on single parents they prey on blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. you know no one's gonna listen to all of the things that you're saying because you're just overwhelming them with information and they've been told to just yeah oh they've been given all the tools of how to deflect that here's the things you say here's the way you ignore you just walk away whatever 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 and he's like you need to know why they believe in what they're doing Mm -hmm. like is it why why do they have that root and then you can go based off of that if they have a like thing based in like actual medical care is terrifying to me and uh, alternative medicine is important you can be like great essential oils cost eight dollars at the grocery stores and not 58 from the facebook mom yeah yeah exactly (laughs) you know so it's just like if you're gonna try to have that conversation and you're gonna try to like deprogram someone from the things they've been like told to believe kind of thing then you need to come at it in a way that like hits at the root of why they believe what they're doing is the right thing and i would say don't expect to win that battle i think it would not be, in that single sitting no absolutely. and I, I think even over the long term i think it would be really rare that you would succeed in that i think it's got mm-hmm. a person's got to get to the point where they go oh they, they're starting to question it themselves yes yeah. exactly yeah and i mean usually when those things happen uh grappling for you know to feel comforted in what you're doing usually just makes you feel more uncomfortable and like you've done the wrong thing (laughs) yeah right well and the thing is you might have just given up the last 5 10 15 years of your life to this thing yeah and you Mm -hmm. realize like oh my god what have i what have i done Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the the alt med 
kind of MLMs, you know, the uh, essential oils ones, ones like Herbalife where they're selling you supplements kind of thing where it's like alternative medical kinds of things that you're dealing with. They love to use buzzwords like natural, like mm-hmm. organic, and making up their own things like the one I mentioned before, the certified pure therapeutic grade, which is what essential oil companies sometimes use. Is like, you can eat it, but like when they say ours is certified pure therapeutic grade and other essential oils aren't, what they mean is we made up this grading system and we've tested only our oil against it, which <laughs> makes it 100%. <laughs> And like that, if you look up those terms, they don't actually mean anything. It's a scaling system that that company has come up with to deem their thing the most pure, which is weird. Well, it's like a lot of just in general, like labels on food and grocery stores. And something says low fat, it's like compared to what? A stick of butter? Like yeah. it's <laughs> low fat compared to something, but you know. Yeah, and I mean, it, the bottles claim purity, and then the recruits claim things that are impossible sometimes mm-hmm. you know it, it might be something as simple as like this can cure your depression where like uh, no it won't but something else probably would help mm-hmm. whereas like th- this will cure your ADHD or autism or something and it's like well no and nothing does um <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes it's things where like there are things that are treatments or cures or whatever for those things but sometimes the claims that they're making are things that are l- they literally don't have those things so <laughs> And, like, oftentimes when those are the things that are happening, people will make the claim of, like, well, it's because Big Pharma doesn't want anyone to know that our oils are the ones that cure right. cancer. Yeah. They, they don't want anyone to know that it's just this $60 bottle and you won't have cancer anyway. Like, but that, right. That's, yeah. how, that's yeah. how they run, like, well, of course they wouldn't, you know, be advertising it. Of course not. Which makes no sense in Canada. Let's revisit that we have no medical bills, basically. <laughs> we have free medical care. Unless I go to, like, a very, very, very specialist doctor. No medical bills. <laughs> no, even still, though, if they're a doctor, it's free. I've, I've been to, like, very, very specialist ones before where, like, certain tests I have to pay for kind of thing. Like what? Like when we went to the naturopath and Well, he's not a doctor. Him. Then why do we call him doctor? Is he a fraudster? Okay, well, no. Gary Young is? He's probably got his, his whatever in. It's like a chiropractor's not a medical doctor. Well, the, That's different. But they're still a doctor. Yeah, but doctor. you can't be, like, a doctor in... Ran- like, I can't go get a doctorate in, like, interior design. <laughs> no, but you can get a doctorate, or, like, be a doctor of chiropractic, and you're called doctor or whatever, but you haven't gone to medical school. Well, it's yeah, I didn't program. expect that he went so, to medical school because he's a naturopath, but, but, the yeah, but he's not a, a medical doctor, so... But anybody who's a medical doctor... It's just, like... This is what I find weird about tangent here, but okay. Canadian medical system okay. is that you pay to go see a psychologist... Mm-hmm. But it's free to see a psychiatrist because a psychiatrist has gone to medical school. Do we have to pay for dentistry in Canada? Yes. Okay, so there you go. (laughs) Yes. They're trying to make that free now, too. I I think uh, dentistry and ophthalmology should probably be included. Your eyes and your teeth are kind of parts of your body that should be medically cared for. (laughs) Yeah, there is a little bit of coverage for eyes. um, But But it's not full coverage. You can't get free glasses. No, no. And um, but there are like it seems like a lot of the political parties now are making that part of their thing of that's we should include it. I'm it's part of your body and it requires medical care. And let's be honest, like oral 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 hygiene is like a huge indicator for other things. Like if you have poor oral hygiene and poor oral health care, like it's a big indicator for other health problems. So Mm -hmm. like taking care of your teeth, very important. That should be free. It should be free everywhere. America, side eye. (laughs) Watching you. Back to topic. (laughs) 
um, advertising some, that something can cure you when it's never been tested or proven to do so is illegal. <laughs> Just like to clarify that. And I did read that in Canada, if somebody advertises that they're whatever, they're essential oils will cure whatever whatever um the government can go after the um the the parent company mm -hmm. of that salesperson selling that and say tell them to take it down right now or we will come after you and you could face penalties jail fine jail time etc uh because it's not legal mm -hmm. yeah um I have, but oh, it's not legal anyway. So it's, 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 it's not making it's making not. making medical claims. I think. I mean, anything it's is, is it's just the thing about like who reports it, who yeah. you know, who takes the time to do that, who takes the time out of their day, who takes the energy to do so. Because mm -hmm. realistically, you earn nothing out of doing so. There's no like maybe you get like an internal sense of justice. Yeah, but I, I would I would honestly think that the people that would report that is somebody that say did whatever with an essential oil and got very sick or burned or whatever from yeah. it. They might be like. I need to do something about this so nobody else does this too, and they might take on that crusade. But in the big scheme, if you order a tube of lipstick from Avon and it's an ugly color and it stains your lips purple for a week and a half, are you going to do anything about that? Eh, probably not, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah. I've read a lot of stories online from kids being like, my mom's been in an MLM since I was like really young, and when I moved out at 18, I realized why I felt sick all the time was because she was putting essential oils in my food constantly. And like Ooh, we should making talk. them take supplements and stuff that burn holes in their stomachs and kill their livers. <laughs> we should talk about your friend Stephanie from elementary school. So Mira had this friend Stephanie in elementary school, and the first time I dropped her Mira off at Stephanie's house for a play date, I get there to drop her off, and her parents open the door, and there's like Herbalife stuff everywhere. Oh, the kitchen everywhere, is and they were like, oh, and. We sell we sell Herbalife, and if you're ever interested in that, they they weren't super pushy with me or anything. Oh no, they never were. I but never got the vibe. That they, they were just were. like, if you're ever interested in any of this stuff, let us know. We we're we're reps for it or whatever. But the weird thing is that they like didn't have other jobs, and they had um, you know an average they nice had a house. Phone line ran separately into their home that was a number off from their home phone number, so they could run their business and their kids could still call their friends. And yeah, but they like they had like an, an average nice home, and this was both parents' full time job. And I'm just yeah, they even opened like a cafe in town for a while where Ooh, everyone could like that. Yeah, I think about it every <laughs> once in a while because there was like a like a birthday party or something that we had there, and yeah, I. Like and like that's the thing. Like they were never pushy. Yeah, I never you could get like Herbalife shakes there or whatever. Yeah, cafe, you, right? yeah, you could go. You could go buy them there. And like that's that's the thing though. Like I I never got the vibe that they were pushy to anybody. Like yeah. I never heard from any of my friends or anything. Like oh, her parents were like so pushy to my parents, and that's why I'm not allowed to go over her house anymore. Or like you know, yeah, I never no. heard anything about that. They, they were the kindest people. Yeah, they they were volunteered nice. all the time at the school. They were like super nice. They were like the fab parents you know where like stephanie had like 200 webkins and was like the item of jealousy for every single child at the elementary school <laughs> but like and like how did that work did they i, actually I went make, like did I they did they get in right at the top i know right. i wondered because like if you get in early enough you can make like 70 80 grand a year or yeah, 100 watch, grand yeah. sometimes like if you're in that top like points of percentile yeah. kind of thing but like number of people who are in that is minimal when would they have had to have started when they were 16 like yeah. I just, and like it's baffling to me i want to know information but i'm not close to her anymore so i can't ask any questions and we live in a small place where there's would be a very limited 
pool of potential yeah. customers. So, yeah, I know I, I think about that often and think, like, how did that actually work? How did okay. they make that money? Funny story. Um, one time she had a sleepover and invited over a bunch of girls, and her younger brother also had a sleepover at the same time and invited over a bunch of boys. And so we're all, like, tenting in the backyard. It was a fabulous time. And my little 11, 12-year-old self got my period, which I get them very, very bad. TMI, everybody. Um, I'm on birth control now, and it's better, but <laughs> when I was 11 and 12, I was not on birth control, and it was very, very bad, and I had a very bad time, and got my period at her house, and I was like, oh my god, this sucks. I was expecting it. I had products. I was prepared and what have you, but the cramps were ungodly. It was unending. I felt like I was gonna throw up my own stomach and die, and I was just like, I think I might need to go home like I'm really not feeling well and she was like do you want to just like crackers and water and just like sit for a little bit I can get you like Tylenol or whatever and I was like yeah okay so she goes inside and tells her mom that like I have a stomach ache and I'm not feeling well because I'm 11 and I don't want to be like I'm having period cramps because I'm embarrassed of my body and I'm a child and <laughs> and so I tell her I have a stomach ache so she tells her mom I have a stomach ache and her mom is like I've got something for that <laughs> Wait, Herbalife makes a product on So I drank this, like, weird mango-flavored, I don't even know what. It did not help, by the way. Um, <laughs> probably because I did not have a stomachache and instead had period cramps. <laughs> but <laughs> don't even know if it would have helped if I had a stomachache to begin with. But that was a very weird experience for me. Tasted very bad. I can still taste it sometimes when I think about it. <laughs> It wasn't, memory. like, a bad experience, but also I was, like, 11, and I wasn't going to be like, I'm not going to drink this to an adult. <laughs> so I just did. Was like, okay. Yeah, pretty much. It was just the squash soup incident all over again. Um. Oh, the squash soup incident was when I, I made a squash soup for dinner one time when Mira was about, what were you like? You were younger then. I think you were about six or so. Yeah. And you were eating it at dinner, and I said, do you like it? And she said, yeah, I love it. And then she threw up all over the table. <laughs> So, just for reference point, I'm that's very good at handling my anxiety, as we can all tell. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, pretty much the same thing. Um, I'm really good at handling my personal anxiety. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think about when I think about MLMs a lot, is I think about, like, my childhood friend whose parents had, like, a sole job. And, like, yeah. they had a nice house. They I had nice it. vehicles. Yeah. They, like, bought their kids. And I said, Stephanie had 200 webkins. Let's revisit that for a second. Like, that costs money. That's basically a college education. <laughs> I know, and I just wonder, like, how that all I know. I, Maybe they were secretly, like, mastermind criminals, and that was their cover. They're secretly in the mafia, and Arbalife is just the big cover-up for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just spread products around. <laughs> nobody ever asks too many questions, because, you know... Because yeah, nobody wants if, to if get, get into the close, If they get too close to you, then you cover. try to recruit them, and they're like, never mind, never mind, never mind. Right, that the, that really PI person would cover. never get close. Never mind, now I have a new theory about <laughs> Um... Okay. Anyway, what other info um, MLMs really uh, thrive on targeting women, targeting mm -hmm. mothers, mm -hmm. targeting the terminally sick, mm -hmm. targeting ill people, mentally ill, uh, chronically ill, whatever. I guess people, people in poverty, too. Yes. Financially struggling people also get constant messages because I can help you with yeah. your financial situation. I get messages all the time telling me that they can help with the medical things I'm dealing with because I am openly disabled on the internet, which means people in MLMs contact me regularly. The other thing that makes people in MLMs contact me regularly is that I'm openly vegan on the internet. Oh. And all of the ones that do like, Any our, kind of our mascara is vegan, yeah. our makeup is vegan, they 
like hunt through those tags mm-hmm. and find the last thing I posted that was hashtag vegan and they're like I've got a great new vegan makeup product and it's like I can buy $8 vegan makeup from Walmart what are you like come on <laughs> why do you think I want your terrible mascara that looks like butthole when I can buy does it does it look like butthole <laughs> it does have you ever seen the 3D fibrous like unique mascara it looks like spider legs glued onto your eyeballs <laughs> pretty it looks like you've hunted houseflies, and that's your eyelashes. It's a bad freaking time. Um, let's see. Oh, I've got something. Yep. Just so many lawsuits is what I have written down here. Oh, so yeah. has five O's. So yeah. many lawsuits. <laughs> um, so during COVID times, there has been about a 25% increase in people signing up for MLMs. And when I read that, I was like... I had not thought about that, but that makes sense because there were so many people losing their jobs Mm -hmm. or only being able to work part-time or, you know, taking care of kids, taking care of sick people, blah, 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 blah. I can see why that would be attractive to a lot of people where they were like, I just need some, something extra, even if it's an extra hundred dollars, $200 a month, which you might be able to make in an MLM. That's not an unreasonable amount, right? But to, to say if the average is a thousand dollars a year or whatever eh, okay that falls in there and that might help people i think if you are but i was yeah i was like okay that that makes sense and i think when people are desperate financially they look for things like that of like i just need yeah. something mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, also in covid times i noticed that there was a steep freaking decline in the posts that are just you can make $4,000 a month from home. DM me to find out how. <laughs> a steep decline in that. Like, people just don't post that anymore. They do not want you to think that you can make money doing what they're doing. <laughs> oh. And, like, I don't know if it's a thing of, like, people are going to be doing this as their only job now, and they're going to figure out really quickly that they can't make the amount of money I am advertising that you can make off of this, as mm-hmm. opposed to someone who does it for six hours a week, and I'm saying, well, it's because you're only doing it that often, that's why you're only making that much. Right. If yeah. someone's devoting 50, 60 hours a week to their MLM, and they're only making 200 bucks, you know, yeah. then they have questions. Yeah. And that's the, a problem that a lot of MLMs run into, is that there's minimal to no training. When you start being a distributor for your MLM stuff and you have a million questions, you have the same amount of training as the person who recruited you. They have all those same questions and they also don't know the answer. So when you go to them and you ask questions that your customers might have, they don't know the answer any more than you do. You have equally abysmal freaking training. Well, and it's the thing too of like, if you know a, a person starts in an MLM and they recruit five people and each of those people recruit five people and each of those people recruit five people, there's only so many potential customers you can sell this stuff to. Yeah, you can to. only get to a certain point before you're over the population of the planet. So, yeah, and, 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 but there's also only so many customers, you know? Like, if... If everyone's a seller, then who do you... Who do you sell to? Exactly. You do you with Alevu. Um And so, you know, that's, that's another huge reason why there's only so much money to be made at it because yeah. you, there's just not enough customers. And if you live in like where we live, which is a small area, yeah, there's really only so many customers. And like, that's, that's why I think that MLMs at a certain point were okay. Like, you know, at a certain point, the Avon lady that came by and the Mary Kay lady that was around were like, if you lived somewhere like this in the 1970s, you had to drive 
five hours to go get makeup if you didn't like that was just yeah it was probably option. great having and the Mary you know, Kay if, person come or whatever even though yeah, Mary Kay gave me a huge rash I yeah if once. if Janine down the street sells makeup and you don't have to drive four hours out of town to go get new mascara and foundation mm-hmm. then you've got it made it's fantastic yeah, it's great but then the Sears catalogs came out and now we have Amazon and you know it's the, Drones yeah. can drop off makeup for you. It doesn't right. like <laughs> it doesn't make sense anymore. And that's also the thing of like those products at one point were probably really good. I know old Tupperware is good because the Bible camp I went to as a child still uses like eighties Tupperware. Oh, they still Grandma still has the Tupperware yeah, oh, yeah. that was around from my childhood. Uh-huh. That was probably her mother's Tupperware. Yeah, she still has it, and it, like good. it still good works product. and it's still functional. But I know it that modern day burp. Tupperware isn't as good. Mm. I know it's not as good. Yeah. So like at one point having people in your town that could sell you makeup, that could sell you food storage, that could sell you whatever, 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 was, was amazing. It yeah. was so handy. But then when it's not just Janine selling Mary Kay and Susan selling Mary Kay and Karen selling Mary Kay and so is Annette from down the street. And like when 45 women in your town of 3,000 are all selling Mary Kay, mm-hmm. then you're kind of, you know, you're saturating your market. Yes, you You absolutely. can only have so many people selling and buying things before the only makeup in town is Mary Kay, and then the first person that comes in selling Arbonne is like, wow, oh my god, a new thing. And then, like, that's why there was cyclical pyramid schemes for so long, was mm-hmm. because, like, there was a new one, and yeah. it was like, everyone in my town sells whatever, mm-hmm. and now there's this new thing that I can do. And, like, that would have been great at a certain point to be able to mm-hmm. do those things, to be able to buy those things, to not have to go out of town, to be able to support your friend who is staying at home with her children and wants to help bring in some level of income for her family. But that's not the way it is anymore. Mm-hmm. They're preying on women. They're preying on people who need to make money. They're, they have inferior products. They're bad quality. You can't return them. And, like, it, because if they were good quality, you'd be able to buy them in stores. And some of them you can buy in stores because, like, Osborne Books, you can buy in stores. Right. But if you bought it in a store, you'd be able to return it. Yeah. If you bought it from Janine down the street, you couldn't return it. And, like, you know... Well, and the thing, too, is that now there are so many legitimate side hustles that you can yeah, do. Yeah, I can just There's go... so many online... I can find people that make their own candles, make their own bath bombs. It doesn't have to be someone who's selling MLM stuff. No, you can do that on it and start an Etsy shop. You exactly. can, you know... But yourself. I mean, there's, there's just so many things you can do. You can be a DoorDash delivery person. You can, you know, if you just need a couple, a, a little bit of extra every yeah. month and you need to do something that works around your, your regular job mm-hmm. or something like that or evening hours or whatever, there's, there are so many things and you can make, it, it's more stable and it's more guaranteed than doing something like this. The amount of money that you're going to make from this is going to be so minimal versus the effort you have to put into it that it, it's not worth it. Yes. And like, speaking of how minimal of a return that you get for the amount of work that you're doing in, or putting in, sorry, um, the drive to attribute every single thing that you can afford to do to the MLM that you are a member mm-hmm. of is super, super, super weird. If you go on the hashtag purple card on Instagram, it's wild. These women are, the purple card is the unique credit card. So it's purple the way the branding is. Mm-hmm. And these women are like, bought Starbucks thanks to my purple card, blah, 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 blah. So thanks to my purple card. I saw someone go through a while ago and take a bunch of the posts and they like, you know, where like the purple card is a master card and the digits on this card start with this. So it's a visa and they didn't even use this card and it's just, <laughs> it's just a ploy for the picture kind of thing. But like people do do that where it's like, 
they post about like being able to buy McDonald's for their family and they're like so thankful that my income allows my family to eat out and it's like do you think people who work at Walmart can't afford to buy McDonald's for their family and it's like genuinely concerning on the one hand because it's like what kind of like horse pucky have you been fed by your recruiter where you think that you would not be able to afford McDonald's or Starbucks if you worked a minimum wage job but also like it's weird to attribute every single thing you did to that because it's not like if I worked for Johansson's pharmacy I'd be like thanks to Johansson's pharmacy my family got to go on vacation to Hawaii thanks to Johansson's pharmacy I was able to buy my kids back to school clothes thanks to Johansson's pharmacy I was able to buy my kids school supplies this year like that's a weird thing to do to just thank your employer every single time you're able to afford anything no one likes thanks to Johansson's pharmacy I was able to buy groceries I made banana bread like it's weird (laughs) that is very weird in that Lula Rich documentary they all had to post because Lula Roe on Mm -hmm. like every social media post and so like the one lady was saying you know she she had put up pictures she uh her, they'd gone to Disneyland, her, mm-hmm. and her husband and kids, and so she posted a picture, and she gets a thing, you need to post because LuLaRoe next to this, and she was like, well, is it really? Is it because of And they were like, well, because you're not working, you were able to, uh, you know, at a traditional job, you had the time to go, so it is because of LuLaRoe. And she's like, okay. You know, yeah. just every single thing. Yes. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're right. Nobody loves their employer so much that they need to mm-hmm. thank them every time they put on their shoes. Yeah, and it's... It's it's weird. <laughs> I don't even really know how else to describe it than like that's a strange way to frame things Everything just for in yourself your yeah. even like yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird for me to think about because like yeah, what what did I say? Being driven to attribute all good things you can afford to your MLM is weird. You aren't a hashtag boss babe for posting about your MLM while actively in labor. Yes, I have seen this. How is that freedom of your time? <laughs> Um, <laughs> toxic positivity. Oh, and I would just also like to just po- put in here, girl boss and boss babe really bugged the bejesus me out too, of me. me. And it bugs me so much. I'm not a CEO. I am a CEO thing. <laughs> I I sometimes buy Mira things that say girl boss on them just because I know it bugs the pants off of her. I know. Um, but it's like, hello, patronizing much. I know. Can you not just be a boss of something? Why do you? She's have to a lady a doctor, girl, right? <laughs> lady attorney. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's the same as male nurse. Why do people always have to say he's a male nurse? He's just a nurse. They never specify if it's a female nurse, but always say the word male nurse. And I don't know why that one thing is It's because out. if women are seen as being in a position that's higher than they should be in, then you have to specify that it's a woman. But if men are seen as being in a position that's lower than what they should be in, you have to specify it's a man. But do you ever say he's a male secretary? You don't hear that, but you hear male nurse. Yeah, because they wouldn't call a man a secretary. They'd call him an office assistant. Mm, True. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What other fun things do I have? Right. I did see somebody actually post while they were actively in labor and being like, buy my sensi or whatever. (laughs) And... (laughs) Do you not have better things to do at that moment? (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. You see a lot that they're like... Being in an MLM gives you freedom of time because you're not on a locked schedule. You can spend time with your kids. You can go on vacation whenever you want, blah, 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 blah. I can work while I'm on vacation. I can blah, 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 is also something I equally see as much where it's like, how is it freedom of time if you have to work while you're at Disneyland with your kids? If you have to work while you're poolside in Hawaii with your cousin? Like if you have to work while you're in labor? (laughs) Yeah. She is actively in labor and she's posting about like her makeup brand or something. And like, I've seen that before. Why is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah. How is that freedom of your time where active labor is a time when you should be working? <laughs> right. 
Um, I also have written down MLMs are the grown-up version of elementary school fundraisers. <laughs> because, like, think about it. Mm-hmm. You make $500 and they give you a Frisbee and a baseball hat. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. Yes. It also might be that um, frats and sororities are kind of the middle ground between those two. <laughs> You know, you do your middle school fundraiser where you get a Frisbee for $600 and you think you've made bank. This is the best deal I've ever gotten in my entire life. You go to a sorority and you think paying $50 in dues twice a week is literally the best deal I've ever gotten in my life. I can't believe I get to spend literally all my money on designer clothes where these girls shit all over me for weighing more than 112 pounds. This is amazing. And then you grow up and you're like, Cutco is literally... gotta really commit to something anything. yeah you're just you gotta commit man commit or quit you know <laughs> all right do you have anything more to add um some of the youtubers that i watch when i want a good mlm fix are genetically modified skeptic good one he has uh, lots of fun content illuminati which is spelled like a illumination and like you've done something naughty with a double i on the end <laughs> And Jimmy Snow also does one. Uh, Genetically Modified Skeptic and Jimmy Snow actually did a collaboration video on how MLMs and Mormonism are similar about a year ago, and that one was pretty good. So they all have very good information. Illuminati actually goes in-depth on individual MLMs, so if you want to know, like, why Monat is bad or why Herbalife is bad or whatever, she's she's got the goods for you. <laughs> Blair will get you straightened out. <laughs> uh, they'll get a lot more in-depth and have, like, details about specific things, and uh, it'll mainly be American-based uh, MLM and pyramid schemes because all of those YouTubers are American and not mm-hmm. Canadian, but... Uh, there's differences, but not huge differences, let's be honest, you know? It's still... Can you tell still... apart a Pentecostal and an Episcopalian Christian by just looking at them? No. And that's pretty much what's going on here. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. MLMs are bad. Uh, yeah. I would just say, overall, my advice would be... Don't join them. I, I just, you know what, there's so many other things you can do to make a bit of money on the side. True. That do, you're getting equal pay for your time and energy put into it like mm-hmm. get a one day a week job at a coffee shop or do you know what I mean where you're going to get handmade stuff online even. where you're going to get paid your 12 bucks an hour for the time you put in and it's a fair trade of, of time for money MLMs are not a fair trade of time for money it's too much time for too little money true um, so if somebody contacts you and you are having issues figuring out whether or not something is a pyramid scheme, there are signs as to whether or not something is a pyramid scheme. The first I would say is probably pay to play. If you have to buy a startup kit, that's not how being an employee works. You don't go into an interview and pay the person that is going to hire you to have a job. Like, that's <laughs> that's not how any kind of other business works. Unless you are opening your own business where you need to buy inventory to stock your shelves. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what they're telling you it is. I, I know, and that's... And because they tell you that, it's that's why they're able to, you know, <laughs> skirt around all your weird questions about how it's not a small business. Right. But if you feel that it might be a pay-to-play situation, might be a pyramid scheme, might want to suss that out a little bit. We all have computers in our pockets now. You might want to Google something. It does help. Um, Pressure sales tactics are also really high rate in pyramid schemes. Often you don't go into Safeway and have someone say, you need to buy this bunch of bananas right now because they're not going to be 75% off in 20 minutes. Right. 
but someone who's trying to get you to sign up for their MLM will say, well, I can only get you a discount on the startup package for the next 20 minutes, but after that, it's going to be full price. There will always be another sale. Yes, yeah. there will always be another sale. Um, focusing on recruiting over selling is often a sign. Yeah, um, that's a pyramid scheme for sure. Because uh, if you're focusing on growing your downline over actually making sales, then... <clears throat> the core of your business isn't actually that you have good products it's that you're trying to <laughs> get more people to pay the yeah people you're trying you. to get more people to tell other people how great your products are instead of actually having good products that would speak for themselves otherwise you would sell them in stores and people would rave about how great your thing is um advancement and hierarchy is li usually done by recruitment rather than being appointed to that position you don't right. earn a position by working really hard you earn it because 30 people signed up under you yeah you know because of your place in line <laughs> yeah you yeah pretty much it's because of where you are in line um Poor training and poor company communication are also a big sign. Mm -hmm. If you have a lot of questions and the person who's trying to get you to sign up for their business isn't answering them, it's probably because they don't know either, like I said before. There's really poor company communication. You know, Nancy's never actually talked to D. Gary Young, who runs Young Living. She's never had any conversations with him and been able to ask him questions. She doesn't know. <laughs> well, and it's so. the thing, too, of, like, they're not giving you tools on how to run a business. They're just saying... Just work hard and believe and you'll make it happen. Yeah. And that brings us to the last point of unfounded product claims for poor quality products. Mm -hmm. So they, they could or be... Or average quality They products. could be okay quality products. Yeah. There's probably unfounded claims around them. And mm -hmm. if they're not unfounded claims, then they're probably not super great quality. Like, nobody's claiming that LuLaRoe leggings are going to make anyone lose 25 pounds. But they're not great quality. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I think they, they were in the beginning. Well, like, just like all MLMs think they probably were in the beginning. I, I have, People have good intentions and it ends up getting diluted, right? I have a few pairs of them and in the beginning they they were nice leggings. And then the, the you know, the last pair or two I bought, they were like, you can see your underwear through them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or they came with holes. That was mm, fun. Also fun. Especially um, when they're crotch holes. Also, if you are questioning whether or not something is an MLM, there's actually a master list on Reddit of all identified MLMs. So if you go on Reddit and you go into r slash anti-MLM, there is a pinned master list, which means it is always going to be the top post in that community, and it will always be at the top for you to click on. There is a big alphabetical list of every MLM that's been identified as being an MLM or a pyramid scheme, basically. So if you're having questions about whether or not your friend is getting sucked into something that they shouldn't be, check the list, yeah, find out research. whether or not it's a pyramid scheme, and then you can, you know, move on from there. Because I mean, like, as I mentioned earlier, when I was graduating, uh, basically all the girls in my graduating class got roped into selling pyramid scheme jewelry for our Oregon the Owl, and, like, weird um <laughs> it's <clears throat> when i was in college if i had known to look at a list and known that there like were exhaustive lists of things that are identified as mlms i probably would not have <laughs> participated in that right when i was in college there was i was in i can't remember some class and a, another person in the class was like hey do you want to go for for coffee after class and mm. i was like oh, okay sure and so we go to this coffee shop and i think we're there to just you know chit chat hang out for yeah. a bit and um they tried to sell me all this Melaleuca stuff, and we're like, oh, I've got this great thing and blah, 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 Melaleuca, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, which was confusing, because it was not the way I thought the 
trip to Starbucks was going to go. True. And um, and then when I get home, I'm telling my roommate about it. And I'm like, maybe I should only buy this kind of cleaning product. And she was like, no, no. you can buy a spray container of Lysol at the store. What's there for like $4? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just very, it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And then this person's like got their whole spiel. So you're like, maybe this is better. Maybe I should buy this cleaning product only and whatever. And then it was like, mm, no. And I have been seeing some like in the past few years, incredibly unconventional recruitment tactics for MLMs where I've seen like tweets where people are like, I got this really great girl at a coffee shop yesterday and I asked her to like meet up with me for coffee tomorrow and we could talk to each other and she agreed and then she showed up the next day with her fiance and they pitched me on their pyramid scheme like it's stuff like that where people like agree to dates i've literally like heard about people being on tinder and being on other dating apps to recruit for the pyramid scheme like you show up to the date and it's a room of people that are also being recruited for the pyramid scheme kind of thing one of the things i read about that was a complaint made to like the government office whatever it is mm-hmm. that does this to look into illegal activity it was somebody who saw like an ad for a job yeah. to be like a, um, a customer service rep for mm-hmm. a company and so went for like a what they thought was an, a job interview at a firm and it was to sign them up to for an MLM and so they did report that and that person was going to be in trouble for doing that but it was like completely deceptive Mm. completely deceptive speaking of being deceptive in mlms did you want to share your story about lying to the pyramid scheme lady so you could get toys oh (laughs) i don't know if it was a lie i did not intend to join i did not intend to join but okay so discovery (laughs) toys when mira was little i mean they're they're good quality toys oh i definitely played with them till i was like seven they're very sturdy and they're they're nice toys right and the whoever I can't even remember where where I got it from but she was like oh you know if you sign up to be a discovery toys sales whatever that is you know you get the starter kit for well they have to sell it to you for cost as per Canadian law right and it was like a good lot of toys for I can't remember what the cost was but it wasn't crazy expensive it was like $130 maybe or something like Mm -hmm. that but if I bought those toys even if I bought Fisher Price of equivalents of those toys mm-hmm. it would have been significantly more 800 bucks a toys and something. so I was like well I'm just gonna sign up for this but never actually do it and get the kit of toys for my kids that's you know Christmas and <laughs> so that was what I did I just and I got oh man a whole binder full of information and how to do blah 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 blah, blah and it was like okay thank you ghosted <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But nobody ever contacted me or bothered me about it or anything like it's that. Just so it's just 90s like... ghosting. You just don't pick up your home phone for two weeks and you're good for yeah. much. <laughs> that was it, yeah. It's fine. All right, got anything else in closing? Um, Final thoughts. Uh, if you know anyone who uh, is in an MLM and you desperately want them to get out, please remember that they are uh, a victim of basically being sold a the get-rich-quick like better than could ever be true kind of you know situation and you know when you get sold on this too good to be true thing and Mm -hmm. you finally realize it's too good to be true you're often like you feel humiliated you feel shame about Mm -hmm. not being able to do the thing that you had set your mind to so deeply so like please 
be gentle and supportive and like I deeply personally know that people who message you hey hun and 9,000 different emojis trying to sell you on their crap is the most annoying thing in the world but if you have a friend who's in an MLM and you think maybe one day they might escape this situation try to at least be distantly supportive don't buy any of their stuff don't buy into their thing but like they're dealing with the fact that they've been lied to and need to like you know extricate themselves from those lies a little bit they need to leave the community the situation that's allowing those to be reinforced for them mm -hmm. rather than you know being able to de deconstruct those things for yourself so like if you have someone that's like that please keep in mind that they're not aware of the fact that they're doing something that's wrong most of the time yeah. they're they're not aware that they're losing money that they're going to damage their relationship with their family with their friends with their spouse with whatever because well, it's not something that's advertised you usually can't see the bad relationship you're in regardless of what that relationship is in. yeah and until after you leave it and True. you can look at it with a bit of perspective and yes. then be like whoa so i mean be compassionate for people who are being actively lied to about what the truth is yeah like it's it's the best way to do things because realistically we've all been fed some level of random propaganda about some random thing at some point in our lives and it's so much nicer for people to be compassionate with the fact that we're understanding and growing to accept things that have never been real for us before you know yeah yeah it it, it takes a process and yeah. it's better to uh be understanding and supportive instead of you need to get out right now yeah um i also wanted to say that basically every show i watch has at least one mlm episode <laughs> which i thought was funny um so uh, that's definitely still a problem because some people make fun of it all the time. Let's run through some of those fun shows that have at least one fun MLM episode. Schitt's Creek, Bob's Burgers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, F is for Family, The Simpsons, Superstore, King of the Hill, Orange is the New Black, and The Office. Okay. <laughs> so they are available. You can Google MLM episode Bob's Burgers. Someone will tell you which one that is. I believe there's two for Bob's Burgers that are actually MLM based, but one of those essential oils that's really good. Highly recommend. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think that's everything. All right. MLMs probably don't join one. Yes, be supportive to people if they accidentally join one and get suckered into that situation. Yes. Okay, um, we're out. See you guys next time. Mm -hmm.